0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Let's Fix Work. I'm Lori Rudeman. Today's show is all about Labor Day, hard work, and 9 11. For those of you who are sensitive to the topic of terrorism, you know, like most of us, or you lost someone on 9 11, I just wanted to say I'm really sorry. We throw around 9 11 all the time in America in a very callous way, and without remembering that nearly 3,000 people died at work, at least most of them. So a warning, if any of these topics make you sad or touch your life in a serious way, this episode of Let's Fix Work, it may not be for you. Work is broken, and so is the way you think about it. Host Lori Rudiman is picking up the pieces so you can take control of your career, put yourself first, and be your own HR. With the Let's Fix Work podcast, here's Lori. Let me introduce you to Claudia Martinez-Foster. Claudia Martinez and Kurt Foster were married in October of 2000. Claudia was 25 and the Fosters actually met when she was 14 and he was 17. Both their families are from Brooklyn. So they were married in October of 2000. And in September of 2001, Mrs. Foster, Claudia, was a broker's assistant for Cantor Fitzgerald. She was talking about starting a family. She loved children. She loved makeup. She had a fun life and she had a job on the 105th floor of Tower One. I don't think I have to tell you what happened to the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001. Claudia got up in the morning, she went to work, and she never came home. I was introduced to her story through a project called the 2996 Project, where bloggers were randomly assigned a victim of September 11th, and we were asked to write about that individual Every year, for as long as we have a blog, to remember that person's story and their sacrifice. I was randomly assigned Claudia and I couldn't believe it for a lot of reasons. Number one, we were the same age. She was 26 when 9 11 happened, and I was 26 as well. She worked in the insurance industry as a broker assistant, and I worked in the insurance industry at Kemper Insurance as a national staffing manager. And weirdly enough, the week before September 11th, I was in Tower One on the 35th and 36th floor as part of my job at Kemper Insurance. Now, a lot of people have 9-11 memories and they just throw them out there. They talk about what they were eating, where they were. But my 9-11 memory starts before 9-11 because the week before, I was at the World Trade Center for training. I was paired with a man by the name of Steve, who was my company's top executive recruiter, and another woman by the name of Angela, who was a VP of human resources. And they were going to mentor me. They were going to show me the ropes in the insurance industry and teach me all good things about recruiting and human resources. I had never been to New York City before. I was just some corn shit Midwestern girl working in human resources I was so new to Kemper Insurance that I didn't even have a corporate credit card. I had to ask my husband to loan me money because I had no credit, actually, at the age of 26, thanks to student loans. And so I took some cash and I had like a credit card with like maybe a couple of hundred bucks on there, but I was paying cash for everything. So it's early September in New York City. It's beautiful, and I roll in to the World Trade Center, Marriott, and I check in, and Steve and Angela show me a really great time. Not only do they give me great orientation about Kemper insurance, but they're going to show me a little bit of New York. And so they put me in an office where I will be on future visits. They tell me, this is where you're going to sit. This is where you're going to learn about what it's like to work in the world of insurance. and my office overlooks the Statue of Liberty. I mean, thinking back on it, it takes my breath away. And then we go out to lunch. and We have a fantastic lunch. And they're like, let's not rush back to the office. Let's go up to Windows on the World. And so we take the elevator all the way up to the top of the World Trade Center. And we just get a phenomenal view. And we have a drink. It was so beautiful. Then right after work, you know, like 5 o'clock, 5.30, they say, before we go to dinner, let's go have a drink. And so we go out. To the beautiful harbor that used to be next to the World Trade Center buildings. And we sit down by the water and the sun is shining, and I'm wearing my sunglasses and we have a drink out there. And I just think, oh my God, this is the corporate life. I have totally made it. I'm going to brag about this to all my friends. I am finally a human resources executive. Later that evening, I take a taxi and I go to the Empire State Building by myself because I figured this is my first trip to New York what am I going to do? I got to see the Empire State Building. And I ride all the way up. And again, it's a beautiful evening. And I get up there and I look out at the World Trade Center from the Empire State Building. And I really just felt like I was having the ultimate New York moment. I came back from that trip on Friday, had the weekend off, went to work on Monday, and woke up on Tuesday, September 11th, late. I was in Chicago at the time, Got my stuff together, got in my car, hit the highway, was on the Kennedy near the airport in Chicago. And the news came in that the towers had been hit. The first plane went in and then the second plane went in by the time I got to work. And it was just an absolutely horrific moment. Not only had I just been there, but I had made a whole bunch of new friends besides Steve and Angela. And we had over 200 employees in that location. So my VP of human resources called an emergency meeting and we were assigned a phone tree because these are the days before cell phones, before text messaging, before social media. We had to get old school and we had to call and we were not allowed to stop calling until we found the person and either physically talked to them or talked to a member of law enforcement who could confirm whether or not they were alive or dead. So I worked the phones all day long and I called people, I called their family members and I couldn't just take the word of a mother or a cousin who said, oh, no, no, I talked to so-and-so, they're alive. I had to physically talk to that person. Out of all of the employees we had at Kemper Insurance, all of them survived. A couple of them had injuries, you know, from getting out of the stairwell, but they all made it out. One of the things that saved so many people on September 11th, if you can believe this, is that it was an election day and people in the city of New York were voting. They were early voting in the morning. And so many of our employees weren't even in the building because they had been at the polls casting a ballot for the mayor of New York City. I was so grateful that everybody at Kemper Insurance survived. What a blessing, a blessing for them and for their families. But it wasn't a blessing for Claudia Martinez Foster and the thousands of people who woke up that morning and were simply doing their job and died in the line of fire in a global war of terrorism. I think about all the people I met during that previous visit to the World Trade Center, people in the elevators, people working at Windows on the World, people working at restaurants, at the gift shop, people going up to work on the top floors, many of them gone gone for what is essentially a stupid reason. They lost their lives because they went to work. People at the Pentagon, at work. Commuters on the airplanes, at work. The flight crew, the flight staff, workers. All of them, like you and me, putting in the hours, going to work, maybe not even enjoying their jobs. And it's just cut short. Claudia Martinez Foster was 26 years old. I mean, at 26, you have barely started to live your life. Her obituary said that she loved children and she wanted a family, but who knows what her life would have been. She could have traveled the world in a job at Cantor Fitzgerald. She could have seen so much. She could have had a lot of children. She could have volunteered. There would have been millions of ways that she could have changed the world if it weren't for some stupid act, a senseless act on September 11th. She lost her life at work, and I will never, ever stop writing about her on September 11th. I will always remember her. I will always remember her story. And I'm so grateful to the 2996 Project for including me all those years back and assigning me such a beautiful soul. And what I want to say to you now is something that I say every year in September, and that is September 11th is really the new Labor Day. It is a day for remembering, but it is also a day of service. We should think about who we are and why we go to work, why we labor, why we do the things we do every single day. And we should remember all of those whose lives have been cut short in the act of working. And then finally, we should be kind to our friends, to our family members, to our community. We should go out we should volunteer, we should visit with people who need our company and our comfort. The idea that Labor Day is some union holiday is an old, stupid idea. The new Labor Day is where we move incrementally to a moment of self-awareness, of self-actualization, where we understand who we are, why we're doing what we're doing. And even if we're not doing it with passion, even if we're not doing the thing we love, or we feel like we were put on the earth to do, we should do it with integrity and appreciation. And if we're not doing it that way, we should stop and do something else. Or at the very least, start to work on a plan to fix our lives. When I see Labor Day commercials for mattress sales and discounts at shoe stores, I get it. That's part of consumerism and capitalism. But I would like you from now on to think about Labor Day as a day to honor all the people who work and all the people whose lives were ended in the act of simply working and to make a commitment to yourself to not let someone like Claudia Martinez Foster die in vain, die as a 26-year-old broker's assistant at Cantor Fitzgerald. Claudia didn't have a chance to do something great, something terrific with her life. But you have that chance, and I hope you don't blow it. Let's Fix Work was produced by Danny Osmond and his team at Emerald City Productions. If you have any comments or feedback, you can send them to hello at letsfixwork.com. Now that's all for today, and I hope you felt something. We'll see you next time on Let's Fix Work. If you're ready to make a real change in your workplace, start today by number one, subscribing to Let's Fix Work on the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes or Stitcher or Android or wherever you listen. Number two, write a five-star rating and review. And number three, share it with a friend, colleague, or coworker who you think would enjoy our episodes.